and welcome back to the Finding Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Welcome back to the show everyone, hope you're all doing well. Today we are talking all about how to keep your brain nice and clean and tidy. So the daily practices and the you know monthly, yearly practices as well that you need to do to maintain strong mental health and a good positive mindset because I think the biggest like misconception out there in like self-development world and everything is that all these like positive happy people that you see and like look up to you literally think they wake up like that Mm. and they don't it's like a daily daily commitment to like train your mind to be that way so we are bringing you a practical episode broken down between your conscious and your subconscious mind with literally like the things you need to be doing to keep your conscious mind clean and your subconscious mind clean and what what the difference between the two and why they're so important we're going to talk a little bit about manifesting as well it's going to be a good little episode yeah, exactly, because it is is completely down to you, like how you feel every day and how you run your life with your mind, like it's completely down to you. So this episode is going to be full of loads of tips for both your conscious and your subconscious mind. And help you feel nice and empowered mm. to be the positive person that you actually want to be. Exactly, and just remind you that really, like it's all down to you, like you have the power within you. Like we're going to give you the tips, but just to know that you can actually achieve everything we talk about in this episode. But before we get into the show, we just have our Apple podcast review of the week. So this review says, truly magical. What can I say? I'm obsessed. I stumbled across your podcast a couple of weeks ago and I've never looked back since. I literally listen to you guys every day, traveling to work and back, dog walks, you name it. You are both truly magical and I feel like I'm having a chat on the surf with you when I'm listening. You're sharing so much valuable knowledge and I implemented and seen results. You give me motivation, a helping hand when I need it most. I shouted from the rooftop to all my friends about your podcast and I hope they become as hooked as I am. Love from Alice. I love that. And I love how you're shouting from the rooftops because that's what we need you sharing it with your friends. Yeah, that's how the like the podcast spreads best Mm. is like when people recommending it to their friends, their their inner circle, their WhatsApp groups, like so yeah that's amazing but thanks so much Alice you little sweetie bye yeah thanks so much I'm glad that you're getting like lots of practical tips from the episodes as well and like you're actually seeing results in your life because that's what each that's the purpose of each episode yeah is for you to be able to take something away that's actually gonna work but love that so much thank you and if you guys want to share the love, if you want to be featured in review of the week where we read your review out at the beginning of the episode and give you a little shout out, then leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts because it just warms our hearts so much and it really helps us, you know, know what you guys are loving so that yeah. we can keep doing more and it helps us grow. So get involved and share the love. Yeah, definitely come and let us know your thoughts. It just gives us that little extra boost that we need. Yeah. let's just start the episode off with a high five <laughs> yeah <laughs> i swear i'm gonna do that like every day now like for the rest of my life yeah so guys right we're wondering what the fuck are you guys doing <laughs> uh, so we've been like you guys might have even noticed yourselves but 
Mel Robbins, who's like a motivational speaker, and she's like the creator of like the five second rule, which is like that rule where you go five, four, three, two, one, and then you jump out of bed or mm. do something that you're gonna do. Um, anyway, she she's got a book coming out, and so she's doing the rounds on all the podcasts. Uh, so we've been listening to her, and she's cut, she's come up with this new thing called the high five habit. That's like what her book's about. But basically, what you have to do is you have to high five yourself in the mirror every morning when you wake up mm. um and she she explains like all the all the reasons behind why it actually works and it's because when you're high-fiving someone your nervous system and your body is literally it's been like trained throughout your life to associate like raised hands and like high-fiving with like positive positivity mm. it's like you high-five to be like yeah you got this or, like yeah well done or even like you high-five or like someone comes to like you know give you a hug and open their arms or give you a pat on the back even when you're like right come on let's keep going like it's mm. all it's always like motivational and positive so that's why when you go and high-five yourself in the mirror even though you feel like an absolute lunatic at first um your brain is like it it's literally associates high-fiving with good vibes mm. so when you're like high-fiving yourself in the mirror it is pretty cool like i've been sending abby some pictures in the morning <laughs> <laughs> me high-fiving myself in the mirror and it does it makes you feel good so that's why we're starting off the episode with a high five you know to bring the vibes and um wherever you are right now please don't do this if you're driving but high-five yourself high-five <laughs> your mate high-five yourself in the mirror yeah. Show yourself some high five love. <laughs> I think like I'm literally never gonna stop high fiving now. Like the science that she explains behind it is really interesting. She was saying now like you get that ru- rush of dopamine yeah. when you high five yourself, and as well she was saying how you know how a lot of people like one of the easiest ways to implement like a new thought and a new new neural pathway is by doing like a physical action with the thoughts. You know, like a lot of people say if they have negative thoughts, they'll have like a band on the oh, wrist yeah. and like flick it because, and that, when I first saw that, I thought, why the hell would that help? Mm. But it's like attaching the physical thing to a new thought helps implement. I think she said it's like the quickest way to uh, create like a new neural pathway. Mm. So if you're getting up every morning and you're physically high-fiving yourself in the mirror, you're saying, oh, well done. You can do this. You're amazing. Like that's implementing that new thing. So all you guys that love your affirmations like we do, then pair your affirmations with the high-five. Yeah, match them both. And we should definitely just high-five all the time. I think I've actually done it in the mirror like two times or three times today already. Yeah, it does make you feel good. It's going to be a bit like an obsessive You'll be like you'll be like what am I doing but then you do it and you're like hell yeah you like yeah. start like grinning at yourself yeah <laughs> actually it's works so, the way she describes it is so nice when we're saying like you high five yourself and like instead of seeing like the worry or your to-do list like you see the human looking back at you yeah and, like, yeah you have yeah, compassion yeah. and think oh I've yeah. got this yeah and like you know because you'd hype up like your bestie and stuff in mm. the morning or like if you if you're if you like came in and you were like, oh, I hate myself. I feel like shit. I'm a waste of space. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Come on, bro. Get it together. You got this. But you don't say that to yourself when yeah. you wake up in the morning and sometimes you say those things to yourself. You're, not, mm. you're then like, yeah, you are. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> like you, you're like, you just stay stuck in that. Whereas if you go and like high five, you're like, you know, cheering on mm. yeah because i suppose when do you ever unless you're actually getting ready or brushing your teeth or something you don't really look in the mirror like you don't intentionally go and look in the mirror no. so i think like actually doing or that you look in the mirror and you're like oh you don't look very good yeah because you? you just roll out of bed and you're like yeah oh you need to get look ready at you you mess look at your yeah. hair you yeah. look so tired 
Mm. Look at that spot that's appeared overnight. Like, that's <laughs> that's what a standard you... for me nowadays. Yeah, that's what you know. You normally say mm. mean things. So yeah, start high-fiving. Yeah, 100%. We're going to high-five at the beginning of every podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the new intro. So even though like that high-five thing sounds quite like extreme, <laughs> that is what people do. Like that, mm. That is the kind of things you have to do to be happy and like positive and like have a tidy brain um like you need to do things like that daily Mm. like even the people that you see that are like bouncing off the walls that are buzzing loving life is because in the morning they're priming themselves you know like tony robbins call calls Mm. it priming Mm. and he has his weird his primary routine i feel like it's kind of i don't know what he does i think it's quite weird i feel like he bangs his chest he does some mad things he jumps on like trampolines and stuff yeah Yeah. uh, he's got some intense priming and when i heard years ago that he does that i always thought what (laughs) whereas now i like i get it and you just i basically prime myself every morning Mm. but just in my own way i don't bang my chest Mm. i high five myself in the mirror no like you're doing like your meditation and you're reading and um some affirmations like that's all Mm. priming Mm. um and it's really funny because like you can literally wake up and and not feel that fab and then you do your little priming and then you're like wow i feel great let's Mm. take on the day (laughs) but and then that's what you go out into the world and present and that's what people see and most people assume well you've just bloody bounced out of bed like that Mm. which some days you know you do bounce out of bed like Mm. that but not every day um and that's why it's like a commitment and um like a daily practice Mm. that you you gotta like keep putting in and i think but i think that's really good empowering thing for people to know because so many people like will compare themselves to like like positive people online maybe even us listening to the podcast because Mm. i mean we don't come on the podcast like and cry we like come on we're like we're being uplifting we're we're being like high vibe Mm. and um they might think oh you're just always like that Mm, but a lot goes into that yeah but Mm. we're not always like that like Mm. everyone's human and that's a really good thing to know because then you'll stop thinking there's something wrong with you because you don't wake up um every morning wanting to like spring out of bed and take on the world like (laughs) you need to yeah it's you got prime yourself yeah i think it's like you almost have to get up and think I'm taking control and I'm actually going to decide what my mood is today. Like, it's yes. very easy to wake up and, like, if you're in a bit of a foggy mood, like, I think I've done this in the past where, like, you wake up in a foggy mood and you think, oh, that's me for the day. I'm just going to be in this in mood. In a mood, yeah. But, like, you have to decide. Like, you get out of bed and nine times out of ten, you may not feel good because, like, naturally, I think you wake up and you think, oh, what have I got to do today? Like, you have to decide. I'm going to feel good today. I'm mm. going to put myself in a good mood. And that takes time. And that's why things like morning routines and stuff are so important because you literally are setting yourself up for the day. And the people that dedicate that time to themselves, they show up for themselves better and for other people, as you said. Because yeah. like those happy people walking down the street that are generous, they're feeling grateful. It's because they've woke up in the morning, they've done gratitude and stuff like that. Like you don't just wake up. And as well, you don't, I think it's like, you don't do like a morning routine routine for 10 years and then all of a sudden you're like this happy person. Like it's something you have to continue doing and dedicate yeah, yourself yeah, to yeah. all the time. I think you like when you, when you, when you like feel like most of the time you kind of like meh, like a bit, you know, negative and a bit bleh. Hmm. 
then it really you really do need to do it every day. And then I think mm. you get to a point where you really do like create all those new neural pathways in your brain and you mm. really do create your new identity of being a happy positive person. So you can like take your foot off the gas a little bit. Mm. But you still have to do it all the mm. time. Um, and if anything you miss it, I think when you don't Yeah, you really you mm. really start to tell the difference mm. when you don't do it. Uh like even for me that like, I always do the morning routine in the week and then sometimes at the weekend I don't do it because mm. I'm like, you know, like you, you're going and doing different things, you're on a different schedule, maybe you're like staying at someone's house and you've gone away for the weekend or things like that. Mm. It's, it's, it's a bit, you know, harder sometimes to do that. And even at the weekend, I like really notice it and I just think, I just need to do this every bloody day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because it really does make such a, big difference but mm. yeah because once I think you receive the benefits it's a bit like when people like start working out or start like you know like dedicating themselves to something you receive the benefits and then the more you kind of carry on doing it and making it a proper habit then when you stop it you actually miss it yeah so it's like you just have to keep doing it and keep pushing it it's things like meditation as well like so many people say oh I can't meditate and stuff and then once they do all they'll ever say is I can't start my day without meditation because they're so used to it and they've received the benefits. What makes me laugh is when, like, other people know that you meditate or whatever and then they're like, did you meditate today? Because (laughs) you're being crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've actually had that before. So you got to go off and have a few, have a ten minutes and come back, (laughs) you're a new person. Yeah, yeah. Then I suppose that just shows, like, the level of calm that you're at. Like, if the person doesn't meditate, yeah. and it's like, well, yeah, at least I access that level of calm. Because I think an ex once said, when you said it then, I remember an ex saying that to me once, like, you need to come meditate. <laughs> so don't tell me to fucking meditate. <laughs> oh, my God. So when you're trying to keep your brain nice and tidy, keeping it all in order, nice, you know, spring cleaning going on, <laughs> you know, you're you putting in you putting in the elbow grease to, you know, get those stains off the countertop you you're keeping it all nice and tidy up there there's like two parts of your brain that you have to tend to the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and your conscious mind is like where you like kind of control your thinking it's like your like thoughts that you kind of intend to have that Mm. makes sense and um you think that in your conscious mind that's what drives all your behavior but it's not. Your subconscious mind is actually the part of your brain where all like your belief systems are stored, the way you view the world, and um, any like if your insecurities and fears are all stored there. And it that part of your brain actually drives ninety five percent of your behaviour. So in your conscious mind, you might think, "I am going to start dating because I want to meet somebody." fall in love so your conscious mind is like right i'm gonna go on a date or i'm gonna ask that person out or i'm gonna sign up to a dating app or something like that and then your subconscious mind where you might have a belief system let's say in this example you do you have a belief system back in there deep rooted from something in childhood that made you form this worldview that relationships are scary 
or that you aren't actually deserving of a loving, healthy relationship. So then when your conscious mind is like, I'm gonna go on a date, this is what I want to do, I want to meet somebody, blah, blah, blah. Your subconscious mind is gonna is what drives 95% of your behavior, so it's going to cause you to completely self-sabotage. So it's gonna be <laughs> the thing in your head that's saying, oh no, oh, date's scary, don't do that. Or it's gonna literally like make you maybe be really nervous for a date or view it as like, bigger than it actually is or when you're actually in a relationship maybe this person you've met is actually really nice and you are they have the potential for you to together build a healthy relationship but your subconscious mind believes that you're not worthy of that and it's not possible so you're actually going to self-sabotage it and push it away because it's like unfamiliar and um it your subconscious mind just thinks no 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 because remember what we believe is that that is not you're not allowed that and that's not within your realm of familiarity so you're going to push it away so in your conscious mind you think why the freaking hell would i do that but this is what i mean this is so you have this level of like self-sabotage you've got these two parts of your brain that are playing here that you've got to tend to both of them and they require different things to be looked after but when you do and you're constantly dusting away at the conscious mind and then, you know, really getting into the root of the subconscious mind and pulling out all the weeds, that is what's going to make you feel happy, positive, and it's also going to be the thing that stands between you creating your dream life and you not. Because mm-hmm. if you aren't, like, doing the things, especially the subconscious mind work, you are going to block your manifestations, you're going to block yourself from even like trying to create the reality you actually want so it's very important to tend to both and we're going to go through ways to tend to the conscious and ways to tend to the subconscious mind so that you can be doing these both daily weekly monthly and you can get the results that you actually want to see in your life like this is it's like this is it this is the formula (laughs) of life this is what you need to do yeah, exactly. This is like an all round work of what you need to do because you literally can't pick and choose. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm just going to work on my conscious or my subconscious. You've like it has both, to be, yeah. yeah, it has to be a mix of the two. And I think it's quite easy to avoid the subconscious work because we will get into it. But like, it is that stuff that's really deep within you. It might be painful. It might be stuff that's attached to trauma. And I just believe that kind of like, the more uncomfortable it is and the more deep down it is, the better the rewards will be when you pick out and pull out that weed. That's when you see the biggest transformations in Mm. your life. Yeah, like the really uncomfortable things. Like you might even be thinking now, you might have things in your mind like, oh, is that subconscious belief? If that like makes you a bit uncomfortable, stuff you don't want to say out loud, that's the kind of stuff that like digging out is going to really help you. But yeah, as I said, you can't just pick one. But um, I really feel like with a conscious mind, that is more like your day-to-day yeah. things. That's like what you're doing in your morning routine. I think yeah. it's tending to the conscious mind and a little bit the subconscious. Yeah, exactly. Like like we said, nobody kind of wakes up and jumps out of bed and feels automatically really good. Some days you do, which is great. And you can just carry on that feeling, but not every day. So I think working on your conscious mind is very, very, very important for day-to-day happiness. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I would say definitely when I started becoming like much more aware of for one, how our thoughts work and kind of looking at your thoughts in a different way, not letting them consume you and becoming the observer of your thoughts. I think it's one of the most crucial things Mm. and you can do that through many forms, which we always talk about. But I think that is the main thing which really helps you take control of your conscious mind. Because if you don't take control of your conscious mind, it will literally just tell you you're a piece of shit yeah like it will it's kind of like the way we're wired like we do focus on the negatives which we say all the time so starting with things like journaling journaling about your thoughts the crazy negative thoughts that come out in your mind is one of those starting places where you can really become aware of your conscious thoughts and start tidying up your mind each day yeah um because if you like when you think about in this way if you can hear that negative voice in your head it's talking and you can hear it if you can hear it it's not you Mm. so because that means you're separate from it which means that's when you have to put yourself back in a position of power because people always feel powerless to their minds Mm. you have to be the boss Mm. so you say hey you you're behaving badly i'm the boss around here you're fired and then you (laughs) employ new positive lovely self-loving self-talker to replace that negative one and that that requires just repetition of of like certain practices and then eventually the negative voice will really just disappear Mm. not forever because it will never go away forever but Mm. if it's really loud right now like i think you go through periods of your life where it's louder than other times Mm. and that's when you really have to just manage it within yourself but remember that like if you are aware if you can hear it if you're listening to it then it's not actually you Mm. so stop being like a victim to it and just show it who's boss (laughs) and tell it to piss off (laughs) and uh replace it with with a nice like positive voice instead and i think meditation is the number one practice that gives you the awareness that you're not your thoughts and that awareness of being the observer of what's going on in your mind uh and and puts you puts distance between you and those those little annoying thoughts and then like journaling is good for like unpacking them Mm. and you know reframing them and like letting them go and then, yeah, meditation is, is what's good of actually getting you to that state of, like, distance and awareness and, like, mm. power to know that you can choose a different thought. So you've heard us talk a lot in this section about meditating and positive affirmations. And you might be thinking, I want to start doing this, but I don't even know where to start. I need some help. Look no further. Head to our website, findingyourfeetpodcast.com. And we have a range of meditations and digital affirmation playlists, all themed. So whatever it is that you want to focus on, there is a meditation and affirmation for that. And you can just download it straight to your phone or your computer and start your meditation and affirmation journey with us speaking positive, amazing things to you. We get amazing feedback on our affirmations. So go and check them out. 
Yes, exactly. Like me and Grace really sat there and thought what things have mainly changed our life and that is meditations and affirmations. And that's why we sat there and create these beautiful playlists for you and the meditations. And they're only $3.99 and then you have lifetime access. You can download them onto all your devices and play them at any time, especially maybe the affirmations in the morning to set you up for the day. Like we said, get you in that good mood, fight those negative thoughts and just take control of your day. So just head to the link in the show notes or go to findyourfeetpodcast.com to shop yours now. I always really like what Gabby Bernstein says when she always says, just choose the next best feeling thought mm. to raise your vibe. Because like, especially if you're like really low, like, so you've got really like, because there's like the emotional frequency graph where which we shared on our instagram before but if you've come to our workshops as well like we explain it to you in that but um there's like emotions all sit on a different frequency of like vibration and when you're like feeling happy like you're on a really high vibe and when you feel like shit you're on a low vibe like you know that so if you're like having like a thought that's like you know a bit like let's say shame like shame's quite Mm. a low um vibration if you're having a thought related to shame, like you're really annoyed that you did something or maybe something happened to you and you feel like so much shame around it, even though it wasn't actually really your fault, but like, if you know, it's like, I don't know, anything, like you feel really shameful about it. You just need to, she always says, it's like, you need to just reach to the next best feeling thought. And sometimes that is just still, let's say a low vibe emotion, but it's higher up than shame. Mm. So I think like blame or something like that, or something is, is above shame, mm. but it's better to go to blame than to be in shame. And then you just keep moving up. Mm. Um, and I think that's quite a good, nice way to make, because when you're like right at the bottom, like with your mood, when you feel really low, it's really hard to feel say oh reach for the next best feeling thought you automatically think needs to be completely flipped into some like really happy thought and that feels too far away for you to get Mm. and then you then you don't try whereas if you just think about it in that way and break it down and and view it as like a little bit of a ladder um i come up with these like these analogies every time (laughs) every episode (laughs) but yeah like you're climbing up think about you climbing up a ladder in your brain like take one step um, mm. up to the next best feeling thought and then and that still might actually be a negative one but it might be less negative than the one under it that you're mm. already on and like keep moving that up and eventually you'll get back up to feeling good again and like a higher higher vibe yeah exactly it makes it a bit more like bite-sized taking it in steps and I think as well like when you think about the observer like the way I try because I feel like with stuff like that it's quite hard to get your head around it especially if you're new to that concept yeah. like when I first first heard that I was like what the hell do you mean I'm mm-hmm. the observer but the way I imagine it is like you obviously have all these thoughts in your mind but I always imagine yourself as the observer like above your head mm. so like I always imagine myself as like a ball of energy above my head so like say if like this comes as well into like body image and stuff because you don't like people identify too much as their body so i think if you imagine yourself the observer above your head you remember oh i'm not my body like my body is a vessel which i'm in but i'm not actually my body and then also that you're not your thoughts like i think naturally because we hear our voice in our head i don't know about you but i think oh me i'm like in my head yeah because it's your it's in your voice yeah exactly yeah so you feel like you're like talking to yourself but 
you're not really like you're actually just analyzing your thoughts so imagine yourself with the observer above your head and analyze the thoughts and if you don't do that and you like you act the victim to your own thoughts that's where you will like lose yourself and like you will wake up and like not the day won't go the way you want it because you become a victim to your thoughts because you're not analyzing them you're not choosing what you want to think mm. and I think things like journaling just like dumping down like we talked about this many times like the concept of talking to Becky which is like talking to your mind just dumping down your worries in the morning is so powerful because you're getting them out of your head and onto paper you're being that observer you're saying this isn't very helpful I'm going to write this down and once you dump it on that page you're leaving it there for the day you don't need to carry it around with you like I honestly think like if everybody in the world wrote down their worries or what was like really like weighing them down in the morning I think it would generally like really really improve like the mental health of the world yeah because our thoughts can just be so so heavy so yeah reminding yourself that you are the observer and like you can choose which thoughts are serving you and which are not Mm -hmm. and like Grace just said you can write them down dump them down and then step up that ladder what is going to make you feel better and yeah I think it can be a bit overwhelming like thinking oh this thought is like bugging me down but let's like completely change it to a positive thought like it can be quite overwhelming so I think yeah definitely going up that ladder and becoming Mm. familiar with the different emotions Mm. and the frequencies of them so like maybe go on our Instagram even find that we could link it and screenshot it and like really look at the emotions and become aware of like what is actually high and what is low frequency yeah yeah. and with journaling like when you're dumping down your worries then you get them all down there and like on paper like this is what it is and then just re it gives you an opportunity to reframe so Mm. then you can like and that's so important is to reframe how you look at things because to be honest all of life is just perspective Mm. on how you view it and Mm. how you deal with different because you know me and you could have the same experience and we both could have very different you know emotional responses to it or uh how we view it uh like as a past thing like when we're looking back at it we can it's all about perspective because you hear mm. it even when you hear like some people that have gone through some absolute shit but they're like are mm. oh, they've got this really kind of um resilient like, empowering view on it all when when mm. some for somebody else that could completely make them crumble like it's life is all about perspective and when you're journaling and you're dumping down what you're worried about then you're giving yourself a chance to reframe and get a different perspective um and you can literally like write to as you would to your friends you've got your worry Mm. list the same way if your friend came and told you oh these are five things that worry me you would go one by one and say give them a new perspective, you give them some encouragement, you basically Mm. can do that to yourself with a journal. Mm. Um, And I heard someone say this quote the other day, which I loved, and it was like, paper often has more patience than people. Mm. So I always think of like my journal, honestly, as like my therapist or something. Mm. Like it's like a therapy session when I do it because um, I'm like dumping things down and like reframing things and I'm like talking to my journal like Mm. I'm like it's like you're talking to someone and um that process of like writing things down helps you helps you like conceptualize things and make sense of things and um that paper has all the time in the world for you you know Mm. like it's not gonna and it it, it's not it's on that sounds really weird it's like unbiased (laughs) obviously you can't talk <laughs> but like it's just i don't you, you, this is the relationship you develop with 
with how to manage your conscious mind is when you mm. do that regular journaling. That's mm. how it feels like. Um, but yeah, I just love that quote, like paper mm. has more patience than people. So if you've never tried journaling before, like just try it. Like mm. um, it's powerful stuff. No, it's true. I absolutely love that quote. And we always say that, like, some of the stuff you write in your journal, you probably wouldn't say aloud. But that's mm. the thing. You're giving yourself the permission to think, even though this thought is super, super crazy, I'm yeah. just going to write on paper. Yeah, because also, like, <laughs> your journal's not going to judge you. Yeah, exactly. You, if you tell your friend, like, one of your irrational <laughs> little worries, she might think, you're off your tits. So you might not want to say it. <laughs> so it's just yeah. good to, like, write down. Because... Honestly, our brain chats so much shit, like mm. so much. Like what one thing is I heard Mo Gowdert said he's been on our podcast before. <laughs> Listen to that episode, Why Happiness is a Choice. If you've never listened to it, it's so good. Yeah. If we do say so ourselves. I mean Mo was the one that was saying all the good stuff. <laughs> I mean Well yeah, it was an amazing episode. But he's like for stuff like this, for like talking to your mind, like he's like a game changer but mm. i remember hearing him in a podcast say that he had like a little a sort of disagreement with his daughter and his daughter's like his best friend like they're so close um and he was walking home from a house after they'd had like a little bit of a tiff at dinner and his brain was going your daughter doesn't love you anymore she hates you now like all this stuff and he he was literally walking the road and he said he stopped in the middle of the road and he out loud said shut up brain like actually told his mind to shut up and he was like how do you know that's true it's not true and mm. and um like you if you saw that in the street you'd literally think someone was like you know mentally mm. unstable if you observe them doing that but like that is like that's what it means in be the boss of your own brain because those like he could have just walked home in a slump and believed that thought and mm. let it ruminate and 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 just you know marinate all over him into a into a, such a low mood and like mm. yeah yeah no way. I love that I can literally just picture him doing that yeah and that reminds me as well um of a book I've just started reading now but it's obviously like a huge book in the self-development world the chimp paradox yeah. and like in really simple terms like that is exactly what Mo did like he just shut up his chimp yeah because your chimp works on emotion so obviously he would have probably been upset thinking yeah. oh my god she doesn't love me anymore purely working on emotion and then your human they call it like human in your mind works on facts so facts knows for true that um his daughter still loves him. Yeah. So he literally took control of his chimp. And the chimp, like, I think it said, like, 95% of the time, like, it will win if you don't take control. So you have to, like, really consciously yeah. think, I'm going to work. And we say that all the time with, like, things like negative thoughts where we say, is there any evidence? Like, there's absolutely no yeah. evidence. It's like when your chimp tries to take over, especially on emotion, like, especially in things like conflict, you might have been offended about something, your chimp starts to take over saying, oh, my God, they said this to upset me when that's not true at all. You have to literally just like get out of the seat of your chimp and get back into your human and say, shut up, brain. Yeah, I do feel like you've got to like fight for your happiness. Yes, you really you do. do. You know, you're it's like a tug of negativity war. bias and all this, your ego and all this yeah. stuff. Like, you got to. Um, but it's so doable and like yeah, but as long as you learn and that's why I like listening to this podcast now and like the time that we spend listening to podcasts and reading books like that is what equals happiness not yeah. because it's given to you on a silver plate but because you're putting in the work every day yeah and I think that's what people get all like feel down about happiness is because they think 
that it's not a choice and mm. that you can't just choose to be happy you just are and that it's external circumstances that have to be a certain way for you to be happy mm. when actually you could have all and this is what a lot of people do is they go through their life trying to create external circumstances to be in a certain way because they think that's going to bring happiness mm. and then they get that and you know they achieve great things and it's all fab and they do that but they still feel the same mm. they still feel this like you still have the same you know self-doubt and negative thoughts and all of that like that's that's but that's what's nice is because you don't need to wait for all the external things to be in order or done or whatever you want to feel happy you can do it now and it's like mm. a choice and it's through managing your mind with these sort of practices that we're talking about today yeah exactly um and just going back to because we did speak quite a lot there about like morning routine and like with the conscious mind it's about prepping yourself and going back to Mel Robbins, um, the interview she's been doing, she was kind of explaining about morning routines and how crucial they are. And she was saying that research shows that your mood in the morning impacts your productivity for the rest of the day. So if you really struggle with productivity, maybe procrastination, then implementing a morning routine and really like getting yourself in a good mood for the day is going to affect your productivity. Mm-hmm. And then also when you take even just one minute of intentional reflection in the morning, it changes how you show up as a leader and also changes the impact you have on the people around you. So in terms of like just our morning routines, we didn't actually go over it there. Like just as a whole, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, I need a morning routine. What we do mainly is I wake up I'll do my gratitude journal, i write down what I'm grateful for. And recently I've been more writing down what I'm grateful for and then as well doing like a big brain dump of mm. either like my worries or like what I want to achieve that day. But like kind of like more of a, like what I'm grateful for and then more of just like a stream of consciousness, yeah, you know, like yeah. what's on your mind. Um, and then usually what we're grateful for in the future and then I'll do a meditation. I've been doing a new call at the minute so I do a little dance, affirmations and I'll of course doing our high five in the moment so it's quite a lot of things but it's something that you can just make your own take what you want from it and also like it doesn't actually take that long at all Mm. when like say for gratitude and stuff like you could do two minutes gratitude five minutes meditation like you can make your own whatever works for you and like Mm -hmm. some people doing a dance in the morning that might not lift your vibe but for some people it really does yeah and you could just put on you know justin bieber if that's what you love like some like fun music while you're getting dressed like you can make it fit into your time or like whilst you make your morning coffee or something why not put on an absolute banging song and just start like having a little yeah bop and it'll change your vibe because i mean how can you be sad when you're dancing (laughs) it just doesn't work and it's that same thing i guess with like what uh, the research is behind why that high five habit works mm. because you associate high fiving with like woohoo like mm. yes like that kind mm. of energy the same with you dancing no one's dancing and crying are they <laughs> well maybe they are i don't know but typically they're not like dancing is like at parties yeah, when like you're celebrating it's mm. fun it's so where if you're doing that it your brain's like that's again that physical association so your brain's gonna be like oh yeah Mm. we vibing right here yeah let's yeah. go let's go let's smash the day <laughs> yeah exactly like you deserve to feel good if you're doing a little dance in the morning half sleep that's basically saying i'm gonna feel good today yeah like i remember last summer i kept getting my alexa to to sing me like you know like you know like old school songs like good morning 
good morning. <laughs> oh, like the cheesy ones, like yeah, going. cheesy ones. That. Um, in in lockdown, I kept getting it, getting Alexa to like wake me up with those songs. Oh, that's and a good I would, idea. And I would jump out of bed because I'm like, mm. I feel like I'm in a musical. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love, I actually have a morning playlist called like Morning Energy. And it's half like relaxing things and then half like really cringe musical like morning yeah, things because yeah, they just get you going. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, morning routines. Once you like implement one, they become very sacred and you're like, oh my God, I can't not do this. Mm, yeah, it becomes like part of you. Yeah, and, and like the research that you were just saying there about how like it does, if you do a morning routine in some form that it makes you more productive for the day and stuff mm. like you know, the science is there, but also we can say like, yes, it 100% works because we do that. Mm. Like I can see that in my own life. Start getting your morning routine in line and start small. Don't um, overwhelm yourself. But yeah. 100% like one of the main tips we would say is good morning routine. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. So we're just going to move on now to the subconscious mind. Now we've just taken you through the simple things you need to do to tidy up your conscious mind. So like we said before, your subconscious mind is what drives 95% of your behavior. It's where your belief systems lie. It's where all that, how you view the world, everything, your worldview lives in your subconscious mind. And also it is where you manifest from. And the thing with your subconscious mind is that it doesn't know what is truth and what is a lie. It just believes whatever it hears. So like when you're tending to your conscious mind, like with the practice of affirmations, that is like a conscious mind activity. You're doing it with your conscious mind, but repeatedly over time, your subconscious mind is always listening to what you're doing and what, you know, it's observing how you behave and everything. That's how it creates the belief systems and the worldview that drives your behavior on that automatic unconscious level so that you don't need to even think about it. It's just going to do it for you. If you're like saying affirmations, you're doing that with your conscious mind, but over time, because your subconscious mind doesn't know what's a truth or a lie, your subconscious mind, uh, just believes what it hears so if you keep saying like I'm worthy I am enough I am strong like every day for a period of time your subconscious mind will literally believe that and you will start showing up in your life with a behavior that represents somebody who thinks they're worthy enough and are strong so your subconscious mind holds your belief systems and your belief systems depending on what they are can make you happy or they can literally ruin your life (laughs) So it's so important to do the subconscious mind work because you can sit there with your vision board and your your list of goals and everything that you want for your life. But if your subconscious mind is not aligned with what it is that you want and doesn't believe you're worthy of it, it's going to self-sabotage the shit out of you trying to get that. Like, so it's so important. And I feel like it's not really spoken about that much, Mm. but because we like have been tried like we've been practicing the art of manifestation for years Mm. manifesting is actually what made me identify subconscious blocks that I have that are so deep rooted that even years later I'm still chipping away at Mm. because you like are literally rooting out things from the from childhood 
things mm. that like you know it's locked away in your head that you can't even remember where it formed from and sometimes you have to be in like therapy and, and situations like that to actually access the early memories of where this came from but you know you need your subconscious mind to align with what it is that you actually want to actually get what you want in life like if you if you do not believe you're worthy of things you want you won't get it you mm. can't manifest it. You just block it because you send out an energy that says I'm not worthy and you also self-sabotage without even realizing you literally self-sabotage and, and get in your own way. And yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. But like, it's so, it's so vital to know because that's how you be empowered and that's how like, you know, you, you really create the life that you <laughs> that you want but you've got to be like willing to you know sort of put in the work to really do the deep weeding of the subconscious mind i mean it's actually re- <laughs> so it's really fun it is fun in a way like it's not it's not hard but it's not easy it mm. requires like commitment and dedication but when you do it it's so rewarding because you might go to therapy and realize oh my god <laughs> like i think that about the world from my one childhood experience that's now made me walk around as an adult like being scared of x y z um as soon as you identify that and like you root out because once you're aware you're halfway there so once you gain awareness of it and then you can then become aware of like the behaviors that are being driven by that subconscious belief that's maybe not empowering then that's when you're like wow because your reality shifts because then all of a sudden like let's say in a romantic relationships because i think this is a very good example for subconscious mind because so many people have like subconscious things about relationships and love because it's all depending on what you viewed growing up and everybody had such a different relationship with their parents a Mm. different relation like their parents themselves had a very different relationship like not all not all parents stay together not all some people were raised by a single parent and or maybe your parents were together but maybe like your you didn't have a great relationship with them like all these things impact your view of relationships and love and your capacity to give and receive love Mm. so like if you if you get to the root of maybe some of your things from childhood what will happen is you might go from dating emotionally unavailable people and being attracted to like emotionally unavailable toxic people and we kind of spoke about this a lot in our episode with uh, Stephanie Lynn coaching um which was a couple episodes back it's called like narcissist and emotional abuse talk a lot about that and like how much your childhood like you basically are so subconsciously attracted to these people that are going to heal this you know like this negative belief system in your subconscious mind you think they're going to heal it Mm. so you get drawn to them like oh like these emotionally unavailable people and stuff and thinking that if you can make them love you it's going to be able to change that subconscious belief that where your inner child was like you know not getting the love or attention that they wanted because of whatever Mm. but when you deep you go to the root and dig all these things out what you'll notice is you aren't attracted to emotionally unavailable people Mm. and all of a sudden emotionally available people just appear into your life and this is when your reality shifts and Mm. it it comes from from digging things out of your subconscious mind and it can be the same with like you know believing yourself about career things maybe you have a belief that you aren't capable you haven't got your potential is limited you haven't got 
the skills or you aren't good enough, you're not intelligent enough, like you won't be able to do things to actually like have the, a career that you want or maybe to own a business or something like that. And then once you get to the root, and maybe it was caused by a teacher telling you that you weren't going to amount to anything. And that's mm. one thought, that's one, one experience that then your childhood self observed and was like upset by so then you create the belief system because all of our like subconscious belief systems are mainly formed between the ages of zero and eight so if a teacher's told you you're going to amount to nothing you're then going to think i'm going to amount to nothing i so then you go through your adult life playing up to that mm. so if you but then if you like can do the work to dig around your subconscious mind, identify what that belief system is, where it came from and release it and let it go. What you'll find is your reality shifts and all of a sudden you are getting promoted. Um, you're being brave. You're being more courageous. Maybe you are setting up a business or you're going to a new company. You've got a better job. You've got a pay rise. All these things start to shift. And um, that's why like when you say like about manifesting, like it, it is because it's such an unconscious and automatic system that's running your brain and your behavior and, and your reality and how you perceive in the world. When you, when you like clear it out and make sure it does align with what you want, that's when you see results. Exactly. And I think like with the subconscious mind, it is developed obviously in your younger years and they explain that it's because like your rational mind hasn't developed yet. So like say now, if I said to you, Grace, you can't do it or whatever, or you're gonna you, amount to nothing, you know, like something like that. Like you, you know, piss off. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, well, you know, you're worth now. You know, like you know what's worth consuming. But whereas, like when you're younger, when you're growing up, if you hear things, if you see things, like witness things from your parents, you can't like analyze it. No, you can't rationalize, can't rationalize it, it no. and you just take it in as a belief. And that belief system is stored within your mind as a subconscious belief. And as we said, it will run your life. So it's completely up to you to weed out those subconscious beliefs. And I think people shy away from the process because I think usually subconscious belief, it can be attached to something positive, but usually it's attached to some kind of trauma. And when we say trauma, we don't mean something like horrific that happened. It could just be something with a heightened emotion. Like we can all think back to events. Like even if you can like think back now to like, one of your earliest memories of you like crying or something like that's probably like not I'm not saying that's a trauma but if you can remember really heightened emotion mm. time there's a reason you can remember it and like stuff like that is where subconscious beliefs come from and you can work on your own subconscious beliefs and uncover your own like you really can start on your own like reading books all to do with this like when we're talking about this, I was literally just sat there then and I was like, this is so fascinating. Like, I love stuff like this. And there are like endless books you can read with journal prompts that can really help you go back. Because I think that's what the main thing you have to do with subconscious beliefs is you have to go back. Like, yeah. you, you can't go forward or anything. You have to go back before you start stepping forward and you have to go back and rewire those thoughts. So it does require you being fully seen in a way and fully, fully honest with yourself mm. so you can start on your own but like as a whole if any friend came to me and said i want to work on my subconscious beliefs 
the main thing I would say is reach out for help. And yeah. if that's from like, I don't know, a therapist, an energy healer, a coach, someone that can help you work on your subconscious beliefs because that is what they are trained to do. Yeah, They will listen to you. They will process what you're saying. They'll listen to your past and they can help you identify those subconscious beliefs because sometimes when we don't even want to like hear the truth or like say for example, once you know a subconscious belief, you kind of have to work to rewire it. So... To keep us in our comfortability, we might kind of put it off because we don't want to do the work. So like, you might not be able to identify your subconscious beliefs because subconsciously you don't want to. Yeah. So reaching out for help is absolutely crucial. And that is why I think people put it off because it does require being fully seen. It requires being really honest with your childhood. Like a lot of people think, oh, I had the most amazing childhood. And you probably did. But it just doesn't mean that like, you might have like trauma, but it's like coming to that conclusion that, oh, it doesn't make this person bad or this person yeah. bad. doesn't mean I had a bad childhood. It just means that every single person has trauma. Every single person has subconscious beliefs and you can work on rewiring them. And just to kind of like release as well, kind of like, I think that there's a lot of shame sometimes in asking for help. It's like, oh, can, can I not figure this out on my own? But this is so deep and yeah. it's so subconscious. Like when I went to therapy... It was like mainly, mainly subconscious. Like literally Estelle Bingham, who's been on our podcast, who is like an energy healer and a holistic therapist. She literally said to me before I even when I was like explaining what I wanted to do. And she was like, oh, so you want like a spring clean of your subconscious beliefs? And I was like, that is what I want. Because I was like, I'm not really aware of my subconscious beliefs. So if yeah. you can tell me what they are, that is something that is going to change my life. Yeah. Like literally yeah. change my life. So yeah, I think definitely reaching out to someone for help, like a therapist who is trained mm. to help you notice those subconscious beliefs is a really, really good place to start. Yeah, because you you listen to this right now, you're a self-aware person. Otherwise, you wouldn't be attracted to this podcast and this episode and you wouldn't be listening to it. And you wouldn't be, you know, nearly an hour in still listening to this if you weren't a self-aware person. Mm. But even when you're at that level of self-awareness where you can read yourself and everything it's still hard to fully connect the dots between your deep subconscious wiring. Mm -hmm. Like you can read yourself, but only like to a certain level. So that's why you need that therapist or a healer or a coach to basically just hold the mirror up to you mm -hmm. and in a safe space where you feel comfortable and in a non-invasive and gentle way, they will help you connect the dots. Mm -hmm. And, and you then it's, it's like it drops away like really quite instantly once you you know like these things that you these therapy breakthroughs you have where you're like holy shit I didn't even realize <laughs> for my whole life that I view the world in that way or I think that way and it's because that's how you've always thought so you've not, never known anything different so and as soon as you become aware and you write that that's not serving me you just let it go and it changes and your reality shifts so it that's why like I think everyone should go to therapy at some point in their life and dip in and out of it like go every few years because as you grow and you move through life like you'll you become more aware of different subconscious things you might have as you go towards different avenues of your life you know mm. um so we have a place for you to go to start doing this to start doing the work on your subconscious mind 
with a licensed therapist and that is with the people who sponsor our podcast and they are BetterHelp who are a professional secure online counselling service and they will set you up with a therapist in just 48 hours of you filling out the application form which takes like five minutes to fill out and you can start being seen by someone and start this journey literally from the comfort of your own home. Yeah, exactly. We are really, really proud to be sponsored by BetterHelp as it's something we rave about therapy. Like we have experienced the benefits. So to be partnered with BetterHelp is incredible. And their mission is to help you start living a happier life from today. And they have so many benefits. And one of the main things that really can stand in the way of people accessing therapy is the financial investment. So BetterHelp are much more affordable than your traditional offline counselling. And not only that, they are offering our listeners 10% off your first month of therapy. So it'll actually be around £40 a week for therapy. And you can say what you want help for. So say if you do want to really work on your subconscious beliefs, you can tell them that before and they will pair you with the right person. And if you're paired with someone and you think actually not really getting on with this person, I'm not really getting what I want because you really want to get like suck everything you want from therapy if you're doing that investment you want to get everything out of it so if you're actually not happy with who you are paired with you can change for free until you're happy which i think is just an incredible benefit yeah so the price point is much more competitive than like traditional offline counseling or other online counseling services because they do want to make it accessible for everyone so if you want to start your therapy journey we really do recommend better help and to get the discount for being a podcast listener just go to the link betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet that's betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet and that will get you 10% off your first month of therapy you pay like it's like a subscription you pay per month but you just do like one month and you can cancel you don't get like locked into a contract or anything um and yeah it will cost you about 160 pounds for the month with a discount for being a fan your feet listener and as people who have done therapy before and paid various prices that is a very very good price and i've used BetterHelp, and i can say that their service is just the same as offline counseling like you get the exact same results their therapists all really highly qualified very professional and want what's best for you yeah exactly we are all here for the therapy breakthroughs they're the breakthroughs you want we are the bloody amazing we love it <laughs> we do but yeah if you have any questions at all about therapy or about better help we're very happy to answer over on instagram at finding a feet podcast Okay, so with that being said, we're just going to round up the episode with our quote of the week. And it is, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. I think that just sums it up perfectly. Like, sometimes you can't stop those negative thoughts, but you can decide which thoughts you choose every day. Mm -hmm. Control them. Yeah. Read it out again. You can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. Yeah. You can't stop the waves of life. No. They might not always be a good wave. It might be a rough wave. Um but you can learn to handle it through keeping the brain in check, tidying up the conscious and the subconscious mind. Love yeah, exactly. That. Ride the waves. Don't drown. You may feel like you're drowning sometimes, but you're not. You can ask for help and you can ride the waves. You totally can. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to connect with us further, come and join our community on Instagram at Finding Your Feet Podcast and let us know what you thought about the show. Send us a DM. We love talking to you guys in the comments and in the Instagram DMs. And yeah, this is a community podcast. So um, hearing from you guys like is so fun and mm. special. We love it. 
Yeah, we really do love your feedback. And if you do want to sign up for our Monday morning mail list, if you want a little boost on your Monday morning, then you can sign up through the link in our show notes. And if you're listening on audio, please note we do also put all of our podcasts up on YouTube. So if you want to, you know, chill at home and watch us on TV or yeah if you watch us really feel like you're with us you Mm. can watch us on youtube so come and subscribe to our channel it's just finding your feet podcast and we've linked it in the show notes but that's all for now thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye